You're listening to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, with your test subject, Micah Ball. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy, the synaptic jolts that short-circuited his world, and efforts to rewire and rebuild his not-so-normal life. But first, he's going to need brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host, Micah B. 15 Gs of bonus data now. Yeah, 15 Gs. God bless Verizon. Yeah, right? You know, 15 Gs isn't bad. I mean, honestly, like I'm on an unlimited plan for Verizon, and I think I probably never use more than 10, 11 in a month on my phone. But I'm Mm -hmm. also like constantly connected to Wi-Fi. So like that says something. Right. Well, up here where I'm at, like I said, if I want to update my laptop or if I want to send heavy files, audio, if I want to stream, talking to you right now, I'm on my mobile hotspot. Better move for sure. Oh, yeah. And for those who have trouble finding services for your phone if you're out in the boonies, get online and look for cell towers for your service. That's how I figured out the best spot for me. There's two really good spots on the property. One happens to be right outside the window of my bunkhouse. Mm -hmm. Now I'm really used to those uh, cell towers and everything else that people are on. Like it's just, I don't know. It's one of those things where like, you know, you're so used to working where like, even if I'm just driving around, I'll just look and be like, there's one over there, you know, it's just like, no one else knows how I can see it when it's like that. Cause like most people like don't even realize that you're probably closer to one than you think. Yeah. The little which, which trees like, and stuff. Which like, this is why like this whole, like people think that like 5g is like the cause of all this. Have you, I don't know if you've seen any of those. Like I saw a couple of those posts. All I can yes. say, all, I, all I'll say on that is like, if like you think that 5g is affecting this, you're a fucking idiot. Cause like, 5G doesn't give you cancer. Like, it's just, you know, I mean, like, if you're right next to it at the tower, like, yeah, if you're right by it for extreme times, but it's like, everyone's like, oh, no, it's radio waves all over the place. I'm like, there's radio waves everywhere, no matter what you're doing. The whole world is waves and vibrations. That's all it is. We're all just fucking tiny molecules constantly bumping into each other. That's it. That is our whole existence. Something bumped me. <laughs> you know, like that's it. And so it's like, if you think 5G is causing any of this or giving you cancer, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, it's just like. Yes. If you are living or hanging out way too close to power lines, even. Yeah. You, something might happen. But it's just, it's, I mean. But it's not going to affect you over the. Consistently, you know. Yeah, it's not going to affect you in the in the atmosphere. Yeah, you know, that's why it's like you know people are like so worried about oh well the towers. I'm like no, like you idiot. Like you do realize there's probably a satellite dish on your house somewhere that's drawing signal, right? It's the same thing. RF is RF. It's just different, you know, pitches and everything else with it. But just like I don't know, like. Maybe it's just because I work with the technology like on a regular basis, so I have a good firsthand knowledge of it. I fucking don't get when I see these idiots that are like up in arms over these five G towers. Like, it's it, I don't know. It's people just want to freak out out about everything. It's just like ridiculous to me. It's just you know what? Like just chill. It's not the whole world. Like people that freak out about five G towers, they probably have a microwave in their home. 
you probably put off more radiation from your fucking microwave when you heat up your goddamn bagel bites at two in the morning <laughs> while you research <laughs> shitty fucking conspiracies. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't personally think there's some kind of fucking conspiracy behind it. No. The only thing that's like pushing 5G is uh, profit. That's the only reason companies are going to invest in it. And two, like even when we get 5G, I don't think people realize how far behind like the United States infrastructure is compared to like Europe and Asia and other places where like they were, uh, you know, they're so they're the bandwidth and capabilities they have is just so next level. It's so far superior to what most places in the United States have. Somebody else told me too. another friend of mine told me that down in Costa Rica, they've had 5G for a few years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this whole hype about 5G is kind of laughable in the sense that, like you said, yeah, it's been around for a while. It's already been around. It's been utilized for a long time by other countries. Just the United States is pretty far behind as far as their infrastructure goes with their data tr capabilities, whatever you want to call it, you know, how your, your internet capability and stuff like that. It's just like, we don't even come close to what some other places are doing. And so it's just like one, we're so far behind the curve and all that stuff. But the reason I think that like European countries have been able to get a head start on it is also because like they all got leveled in world war two. So they literally had a chance to build from scratch. <laughs> and a lot of things they did after that was to benefit them now. And they already had, even though internet wasn't a thing back then, but what was, was the Enigma machine. And then the code breakers that broke the Enigma machine, which led to the first computer fun fact. And so it's like, they were around right at the beginning of this. So like they were able to prepare for it a little bit better. Whereas the United States, like your infrastructure is like, we have to build it. We have to basically insert it, which makes <laughs> it more difficult. You have to insert it to stuff that's already existing. Right. Uh, and, and you make a point right there. Um, Europe was leveled. And so half these towns have rubble around. What do you get when everything's leveled and nothing you get? You, you, you bring about innovation and the modern movements of the 20th century. A lot of them or most of them, except for maybe Frank Lloyd Wright, came from Europe. You know, the the Bauhaus movement and the structural modular movement that now is kind of being resurrected in a colloquial way here in America with the tiny home. It's actually a little bit of a grandchild or great-grandchild of this Bauhaus movement where you make prefabricated shit. And you put it together modularly instead of the brick and mortar and lath and plaster type stuff you used to do in the 18 and early 1900s. So that destruction brought about this innovation. Um, at the same time, this new innovation allowed it so much easier to bring about the infrastructure and bring the infrastructure in. And even take it out and put new shit in, you know? Mm -hmm. So after World War II, to, to kind of accentuate your point, um, they had the opportunity to rebuild the 
physical structure of their cities, which allowed them to, and correspondingly at the same time, allow for like space and access to build and and replace the most innovative shit you can. And it's isn't it, yeah, like, I mean, isn't it amazing what civil engineering can do? You know, like when you really think about it, you know, from building cities on a grid system to all this other shit where it's just like, yeah, it's just it's unreal how innovative people are when times get difficult, you know, and you even see it now with everybody needing, you know, these face masks and stuff like that. You've seen tons of people that like have 3d printers and they're getting innovative in ways to make them or, you know, everybody's, everybody's coming up with their own little tricks. So like, right. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. People will always, people will always, I think, rise to meet the need. Exactly. <laughs> my mom is, my mom is actually experimenting with, different cross stitches to for making masks. She has a loom and a spinning jenny and she has her own room where she crafts crafts her pieces basically. And so she's using her skills and her experience and she's crafting masks and experimenting. So fucking cool shit. Exactly. Everyone's doing what they can, which I love. And yeah, we do what we got to do, right? Exactly. You know, it's just like, um, oh, okay. Here's a fun question from your time. What's something simple, but innovative that was like a big change for you or people, you know, you know, I, um, I guess a way to look at it, like for me, like AirPods, like as stupid as they are, I have a pair and they make my life that much easier. Yes. You know? it's, just, right. it's just like, I throw my ears, I can leave my phone where, you know, as long as my phone's near in the same room as me, usually throw it in my pocket. I can walk around, I can be doing dishes. I can go drive all the time. I'm having a great conversation or whatever because of these ear pods. AirPods is like the, I know it's like the dumbest thing, but it's like, it's something like, I know it's the most like first world thing ever, but it's made my life literally that much easier because I can be multitasking without holding a phone to the side of my goddamn head. I think Bluetooth in general was a game changer, like just in like people's ease of access, you know, which it can be ridiculous. Like what you can't talk on the phone, but it's like, Sometimes when you're on the phone, you got shit to do, you know, and you don't want to like hang up. So it's like just easier, just convenient. You say from my time, like what was I'm, some, like, like was I'm it, as old as I am. Was it cassettes? Hey, you was, it it, going from, <laughs> was it going from? Was it going from? You make it sound things? like I'm as old as your parents. Oh shit! I am. <laughs> 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 like no, yeah. no, um. I get what you mean, man. I almost wanted to say the cell phone, but the CDs, the digital music age was fucking, that was life altering. The invention of CDs, boom, that was, that was, wow. That was a complete fucking game changer. And that happened in high school for me. It was, there was no turning back. And at first we were all like, yeah. And then I was kind of like, 
doesn't sound quite as good as my records, but fuck, it sounds as good as my cassettes and it won't melt on the dashboard of my car. Yeah. That's, yeah. See, that's the nice thing. You don't have to worry about it. I think that's like, you know, like that's, I think the coolest thing is like how vinyl is like, you know, last year's was like the most bought, uh, you know, type music, music type or whatever music. Del- I don't know what the fuck you would call it. Music delivery system, I guess. I don't know. But like, uh, but yeah, vinyl was like the shit and like, it still is the shit. I have my vinyl, but like, I love like, most artists are like they're going back to predict putting shit back on vinyl. You know, I've mostly, you know, I have a bunch of vinyls from artists that put out albums last year, but just like, I'd rather buy the vinyl because half the times what, well, what I think what they've been doing though, it's kind of sneaky. It's cause like you buy the vinyl and you get the whole album to download for free anyways with it. So it's like, yeah, I want the vinyl. I like my, I like my little record player. I got my Victrola. <laughs> yeah. If you have a record player, it's perfect because you have a computer and most of the newer, like, combo record players have even the good record players have a usb plug yeah i mean i have a modern one where it's like you know you can fucking plug in it connect it to your spotify and stuff like that so i can play you know the digital tracks but like when you really want to get down you can fucking throw on the nothing you know nothing beats analog record player and plus like i think like back then too like album art was like dope you know because you had this big thing to put it on so like album covers like i think that was like their big thing and so I think it was one reason, like, you know, it's vinyl. It's like, I get these dope album covers and, you know, usually, and now they send them usually with like these books that like explain like their, like what their vision of the whole album was. I don't know. It's kind of cool. You get like almost an inside look almost of like what they were hoping to accomplish with the yeah. art that they created. So. Yeah. Albums are the ultimate at home listening media. I think medium. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Medium. medium. <laughs> yeah. Um, they just sound so fucking real. If you have a good enough needle and a good enough player, a good enough platter. And a good enough ear. Yeah. Well, speakers are important. With albums and a lot of analog, that's when gear gets really important. And in your gear chain from the player and the needle all the way out to your cords into your fucking amplifier, all the way to your speakers. All right. If you can find 10 gauge wire and if your speakers fit it, get it because yeah, with analog shit, the chain matters. The path from the record player to the speakers matters. And I think that's why digital music especially when MP3s came around, became so popular because the general public didn't want to deal with all that shit. So they were like, fuck, I can just get this plug and play and be good. Right. Right. I was, I'm an audio, I, I like my audio. Hey man, you get, everybody has their thing. I'm glad you know all about that audio shit because I didn't, I'd be really struggling to try to figure out some of these uh, <laughs> voice programs and everything else you have to record and be able to edit it properly and stuff like that. So glad that you're involved. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. No, it's, it's fun as shit. I think that's something I've, you know, at one point I thought I was a musician. 
You thought um, you were? I thought I was. Not pretty good. If I put my Caesar Salad Fuster Clock Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat. Just keep listening. Until then, remember that it's all in your head. <laughs>